0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Slumber Party Podcast. I am Amanda Jusen, sleep expert, nap enthusiast, and general lover of laying down. I'd like to welcome co-host, Lisa Ramrine. Welcome, Lisa. Hello. Lisa is high school best friend, current best friend, um, keeper of everything embarrassing in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Person, I gotta kind of keep a real close in case she ever spills the beans. I mean, <laughs> on nothing, but you know. There's I mean. well, um, so much scandal. There's so much scandal. I know. I'm like the least. Here's the joke, and we will talk about your actual life, Rhea. But the joke about me is that, like, I literally have zero scandal in, in high school anyway, because I was so afraid of everything and, like, Ruining. Such a good girl. I was such a good girl. Like, I went to bed at 11. When I actually talk about why I become a sleep consultant, the the image running through my head is me telling you, Lisa, I'm ready to go whenever. Whenever you're ready (laughs) to go. It's not a lie. Anyway, we're here welcoming uh, our guest, Freya. And Freya, we've actually had you on the podcast before. Uh, we were talking about a daycare transition. But you wrote me and you had such a great idea. And 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 again, I say this and Lisa's like, you say this every episode. I can't believe I didn't think about this. But the transition from two or from one to two children is jarring. <laughs> and maybe I've heard all sorts of... Um, theories on this. Like I've heard people be like, look, once you got one, you have two, it's no different. Or like you have two to three, who cares? I personally, like I live my best life with one child. I did whatever the hell I wanted with my kid. They were so chill and it was amazing. And then you have two and there's like, there's a lot. It's so busy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so anyway, Freya, you wrote me about that transition. I will shut up. I'll, I'll, I'll pepper my experiences uh, within. And if you're watching on YouTube, phrase video quality is <laughs> outstanding. We're all embarrassed of our current setup, but Freya, your your partner um, works in the industry, and you have like literally, you look like you should be on you prime look like time you're television, recording a movie, <laughs> or or like we're watching like a proper Dateline NBC, like yes, you are, right. like it's just unbelievable. you yeah, you got I'm, the
1: scoop and you're reporting it.
0: I just want you to, like, I feel like you're, you You were saying, like, my husband is really excited to do this. You need to share that we noticed. We noticed. Yeah. He nailed it. It's so good. So anyway, Freya, welcome. Jump in. Tell me, tell me all your problems.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I will definitely let him know. He was super excited to set it up.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Um, good. You did a great
2: job. Thanks so like you said the two like the transition to two kids is just absolutely jarring and like I I totally thought that I was super prepared I'm like I've done this before I've got it in the bag I know exactly what to do and then this like tiny human comes out and I'm like I have I have no idea what I'm doing now and somehow my toddler is like running amok as I'm just like you know like breast milk everywhere and like spit up and I'm just like Ooh, can't hold it together um <clears throat> but now as like you know, my son is now reaching four months and things are starting to happen. And I'm like, I need some more sleep. Um, I've been thinking about like scheduling and how, how I'm going to like manage, um, you know, my toddler who is high energy and needs attention all day until afternoon nap. How old, old your toddler? She'll, she'll be three in May. Yeah. So she still naps and she doesn't nap at daycare. That was so when we had our our slumber party the first time we were like she'll nap she'll get there no she'll get there she
0: did not she was like hey
2: mom I
0: I heard you like got professional help and like this is what she said and what I want is to not nap so sorry Mm -hmm. about that
2: (laughs) exactly so because she doesn't nap at daycare she she goes to bed pretty early during the week mm-hmm. and so like that kind of you know there's a bit of that pressure like early on in the evening that like from four to like six thirty, the witching hours that everyone you know despises mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah so I'm kind of like wondering how to like balance that you know giving my toddler attention but also like making sure that I you know watch the wake windows with my my son and make sure that he gets gets to the crib when he needs to and all that kind of jazz. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm thinking too, um, yeah, so I had my girls 25 months apart. Lisa, your guys are 23? Yeah, 22 months, yeah. Is that right? Oh, 22, that's mm-hmm. crazy. And I think that there is um, – I, it's funny when i'm when i'm doing instagram posts sometimes and sometimes i like to be inspired about my story so i'll like look through old pictures on the camera roll and i'm always fascinated about how many are of nora who's my youngest or her in a stroller or her in a carrier <laughs> yeah it's like that's how we survived um and it was just like because the advice is always you know the baby is fine like feed the baby love the baby but your toddler will need more attention more supervision more 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 than the baby. Lisa, did you find that with your with your guys?
1: Yeah, I mean William would just do you remember he was a screamer and I just like would yes. have to leave him. Uh, like he was majorly colicky Um, and so whatever we had like a pretty easy routine but um, but I would have to just leave him for a while (laughs) and go tend to my toddler and then he would just like put himself to sleep you know (laughs) magically (laughs) because you just have to absolutely leave like there's just that toddler is so busy and requires so much energy that somehow your second one even though In theory, he was the harder one. He became easier because he had to learn a lot of things on his own.
0: It's so true. I I, like in in the adage, like your second kind of gets ignored is so funny because as they grow up too, I find that, you know, the oldest is still so needy of attention. (laughs) She's like, hi, hi, it's me. It's me. It is my show. I am the star. Okay. So, um, what I'll say right off the top is all of this is super normal. Um, what I would say is give yourself more grace with, with this just by nature of being second. I find that most second children are a little more flexible because they have, Mm -hmm. To your point, Lisa, they've had to be. They don't get all of the bells and whistles of uh, a first time parent. And, you know, I was talking to a client once about this, or I think, sorry. This is, I'm thinking about advice I gave a client, but someone had said to me, um, I want to say it might have been my in-laws, but they sort of said, you know, what you forget is we have a lot of guilt about not doing all the things that we can do or that we did with our second babies with our first, but your second baby is getting an entirely different parent that's more confident, well-equipped, aware, and they have a sibling and the other didn't have a sibling. So mm-hmm. like sometimes they're, they're just like super entertained by the fact that they have a sibling, right? So there's like a level of attention that you might not be giving that they are giving there, which I felt was like really helpful advice. Actually, I was like, you know what? That's a good point. Um, so there's that. Number two, talk to me about your nap on the go situation. How does that actually look for you? Can you do it? Do you feel comfortable doing it?
2: So I will say that like, you know, now that it's winter, it you know, we did it early. He, he was born in October. And so we did it early in October when the weather was nice um but you know it's like really gross out so I don't mm-hmm. tend to really take him out too much which is a mm-hmm. bit of a bummer um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and plus
0: you know a global pandemic
2: <laughs> right exactly. throw that in yeah. there. where, where are <laughs> but, you going anyway <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but he's also a, a really big boy he's 17 pounds um, Good job. I love it. Yeah. Love yeah. Mm-hmm. So like to wear him yeah. is like, oh my goodness. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're kind of, uh, that's also been the, the the struggle where it's just like, it's winter, mm-hmm. it's a pandemic. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So actually there might be some advantages to that for you then. And so this is what I would do. I mean, the, the glory ideal for you is that we can at least try to get you one nap where they're doing it at the same time. And so cool. what time is your uh, your oldest? What What's her nap time? Like
2: 1230 kind of thing. Okay.
0: I would even – so you're probably going to get at four months – what time does he wake in the morning
2: right now? Between 7 and 8.
0: Okay, great. So we're probably going to have that like 9, 12... Uh, in in like two or three nap roughly a schedule I imagine maybe another throw one in there, you could probably get those naps happening at the same time. I would also try to include your toddler in the put on the days that she is home. Get her involved in the process. Hey, do you want to come help me read so and so a story? Um, do you want to come up so? There like and, and I'm I'm telling you this from experience because my husband, I know people are so sick of me saying this, but he travels, but it, it does color a lot of what how I've parented, right? So I'm often alone with two kids, often since my first daughter was um six months old. So, I mean, I wasn't home alone with two kids then, but, um, there were times where I had my two year old here, I'm reading her story. And then I I had the newborn here because the two year olds had the earlier bedtime. So if I said that, like, Oh, you know, we're putting baby to bed later than you, she would have a huge fit. So I had to like bring the baby in and be like, okay, everyone's going to bed. And then I would like put the toddler to bed and be like, okay, now she's going to bed. She's like, good. And then I would just go downstairs because it wasn't time yet. Um, but you can do that. But just get them involved as much as you can. Um it, uh, the other thing that's going to help you is some sort of again, I know I have an agenda. I help people get to independent sleep. But the more the baby is sleeping independently, the more time you have. So we invest a lot less time in rocking, shushing, padding, feeding, all of those things. And if you can get to a point where we can, um, you know, kind of put baby in the crib, say goodbye, then we can immediately attend to the toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, how is the independent sleep situation going for the baby? So
2: we started it a little bit last week because he was kind of showing me, I, I thought, signs of like mm-hmm. telling me to get out. Like I used <laughs> to like, yeah, <laughs> like I used to like bounce him, rock him, shush him, you know, and he'd, you know, lovingly fall asleep in my arms. And then I would, yeah, carefully place him in the crib and run out and yeah. hope for the best. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, like it was just like the last two weeks, he's like, Worming out of my arms mm. and like crying harder, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, mm-hmm. it felt like I was battling him to like put him down, and I was like, well, I don't know, bud. Like, sounds like yeah. you want to do this on your own. Yeah, um, yeah. So, oh, I love that. so far, knock on wood, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, Good. yeah. Good. Um,
0: well, I I just want to even hold and pause on this moment because a lot of parents will call me and they're like, nothing works to help them sleep. We have to sleep train. You know, I'm nervous because nothing is working. How will sleep training work? And it's like, that's usually the sign that they're ready and that they want to do it on their own, that your interventions are pissing them off. So back the F up and let them do it. Like a lot of the times they tell us, right?
1: Like, absolutely.
0: My second was the same. Did your kids show you any signs, Lisa?
1: Oh, yeah. We took um, Charlie on a big trip. She was just about eight months old. She's our third. <clears throat> and we took her on a big tri- trip. And my, in my, you know, cute mommy ideas, I'm like, I'm going to be holding her on the airplane and she'll just <laughs> sleep on me. But this child was so used to sleeping on her own. She didn't sleep an entire eight-hour flight and she all she couldn't get comfortable she was so squirmy just because like and as soon as we arrived and she had her own space and was away from me she was out like a light yeah yeah and now and I went for and that's what made her such a wonderful traveler right so mm-hmm. because she's the third we had no choice and our other children are older <laughs> um ignored so, so much <laughs> Right. Well, and they, you know, they had the, because of that huge age difference. We really, really yeah. needed her to be sleeping. Yeah, and and she was. We we monopolized. That's my Russian coming out. Um, on that <laughs> on that early squirm. Right, like you yeah. really got to jump in on that.
2: Yeah. Well, they I was, will tell or don't. Again. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. If you want yeah. that time. <laughs> well, I was hesitant because I'm a, I'm a teacher and so I'm very much like a rule follower. Right. Like I'm like, he's not four months yet. He's four months next week. Mm-hmm. I it can't yeah. be yet. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, like no. He, He's done. You've, he doesn't need me. You've highlighted.
0: You've. I've had a moment of awareness about my own rule-following tendencies and the fact that I was a teacher <laughs> for so long, and I am honestly just starting to unravel. Like, not, not <laughs> that sounds interesting, oh. doesn't it? I am unraveling. <laughs> no, but I'm. I'm starting to be like, hey, I don't. I think COVID has been so rule-heavy that I think that was the most stressful part of it for me was trying to follow yeah. all the rules. Um, that was the universe's I did, way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I did for a long time and I still do. I, I yes. do. I I followed the rules so well that I'm sick of them. And I'm like, okay, right. I did all I'm doing. I, I've done yeah. all the rules. I've done all the things. You're in the your rest TN is stage. up to you. <laughs> T- totally. It's like, okay, whatever. Okay. Okay. So then around scheduling during the day, I would say, so on days, like when you are feeling like you need to get out and do things, I say do them. Don't feel um, trapped to your house. Don't feel confined. I do worry about, you know, I'm aware that I'm in this industry that's like very, I give advice, right? And we are rule followers, so we want the rule. But the frustrating thing is that – Kids don't care about your rules, and they're their own people and humans, right? So it's one of those things where I I'm a big fan of quality of life, and I don't want anyone to hire me so they can feel or they feel anxious about stepping out once in a while, or you know every day if they want to. I so going back to my pictures. I had Nora either on me or in the stroller probably half the time. So I would purposely, I was thoughtful about my day. I, I would walk both girls five kilometers. Oh, I don't even know who I was. But I would walk 5K, um, you know, it was a round trip, 5K, and and drop my my oldest off at daycare my youngest would have her full nap her first nap in the stroller that's just the way it was now for many of my clients that is happening in a car which you can totally do as well you might want to continue driving go for a starbucks delivery do what you got to do then um then i would do the middle nap at home um but sometimes my girlfriend would call and be like, let's go have coffee. And I would be like, okay, I guess the second nap is also in the stroller, right? I would travel with a pack and play in the back of my car. And so if we needed to do a quick nap anywhere we went, uh, we could. And now there are all of these.
1: (laughs) She brought it to my
0: house. Hey,
1: flunk. And garbage bags.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like I am the most seasoned person. And also, if you want to talk about pumping in your car, I can talk to you about yeah. that too, because I did that as well. Um, I've also done that. But it, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it was crazy. Anyway, but uh, so, so going back, now that we have like slumber pods as well that you can bring with you everywhere, because I believe like, enjoy your life. If your kid, you know, if your toddler has an activity or something going on, or it's a weekend, you just kind of like gotta let it go. And I wouldn't really worry too much about the scheduling. Mm -hmm. Remember too, that you are in a season of your baby's life. I know that people hate when people say seasons, but I do really like it personally, because I think it's, it's good. This three or four nap life is temporary you will be on two naps in about two to three months then you're going to be on one nap. This all opens up everything for you. So if we can just get through these, like, if we can think about it as like, you know, I'm in this like restrictive stage right now. So where are there spots where I can open myself up and be less restrictive without it being a big deal? And if you can work in some naps on the go, um, I think that's awesome. So now I'm thinking back to our, our opening discussion about your daughter refusing Daycare naps. I also want to acknowledge that, A, that happens. There are kids, like most of my clients, will call me two weeks after daycare. I'm pretty sure I said this in your podcast episode, too. And they're like, they're not napping. It's a disaster. What do we do? And then a week later, they're napping. Some kids don't. They never get used to napping at daycare. Some kids also don't get used to napping on the go. Um, So that that can happen. So I want to acknowledge that. But even then, I would say, you know, do your best to get one nap in at the same time. And that's a protective you time. And I would also encourage you to do jack shit during that time. Because this is where it gets like overwhelming. When we're constantly trying to schedule two babies at all times it's, it's too much mental load. It's like a lot of mental energy. So I'm a big fan of like, get these babies one nap at one point. And when mm-hmm. your youngest is on that second nap, then I want you to push your oldest, uh, nap to about one thirty, and then you, right. you can do it together. And I think I would suggest it now, but I think you're not there yet. I think you're, you're, Almost three-year-olds can totally do a one thirty nap, but it doesn't help you if your baby's going to bed around noon. Yeah. Anyway, do nothing at that time. Do nothing. Like truly scroll Instagram, read a book, pour yourself a coffee, have that like <sighs> time so you can just enjoy yourself and try to find at least two to three times a week where you can do
2: that. Okay love it
0: listen to me the you didn't ask this question but it does come up a lot as well um parents are often worried about sleep training with the older child so sleep training i hate that word but like when we're removing help to sleep children protest so everyone up until the age that they can be like i don't want to do this they're going to cry so they cry and then you know ideally um You've hired Baby's Fast Sleep. We smashed it out of the park for you. Your crying is gone in three days. But people will like find babysitters for the oldest kid and they'll like, they're constantly shielding their older child from the potential noise of the first. But if your older child sleeps independently, it almost never affects their sleep. Even if they wake up, they'll probably go back to bed. Lisa, did you find that with your kids?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. My But my boys have shared a room since they were, you know, like out of cribs. yeah.
0: I was just going to say, you and I have a very different situation, but maybe one that makes us better to speak at this is – both of our sets of children shared rooms and it will blow your mind with the kids sleep through. Like I remember very specifically my youngest getting her all four molars in at once. It was really, really messy. She didn't really, wasn't a night waking baby. was up several times screaming in pain. And then I have my toddler like, like totally out cold, didn't wake nothing. Um, the, the the way a child sleeps is so deep and perfect at this stage that it's really, really unlikely. And let's say your, your oldest does wake. You can just say, well, we're teaching so-and-so how to sleep tonight. Um, I really – do you want to help? And they'll say, yeah. And it's like, okay, then you have to be really quiet in your room. And tomorrow, you know, I'll make you pancakes or whatever it is. Or I'll give you a smarty or whatever bribery. Yeah, I use bribery. Okay. I use bribery. Sometimes it's with sweet food.
1: <laughs> and the it's oldest child use. always understands much more than you ever give them pre- credit for, right? Like in my opinion, yeah. when you bring them into the process, they always mm-hmm. catch on to it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's There's so much like more into everything. That's why I was saying bring your, your daughter into the routines if it's bedtime, bring her in. Hey, I need you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know what kind of books he likes. What was your favorite book when you were a little baby? Just, then she'll go find
2: it and she'll sit. So what <clears throat> bedtime was one of the things that I was also concerned about because my, yeah. my daughter goes to bed at like six 30. Right. Yeah. And so in this, like, you know, four months kind of transition of where he's learning to fall asleep independently and learning to connect those like sleep cycles during the day, the naps mm-hmm. are like kind of all over the place. And mm-hmm. so bedtime can kind of, because it's based on the right, wake windows can, can be somewhere right. from like 6.30 to like eight o'clock. Right. Am I, yeah. is that right? Yeah. So then how yep, do you, that's perfect. How do you manage, like how, how, how would I manage my toddler going to bed at 6.30 and, you know, let's say my son also needs to kind of go to bed somewhere in between there, mm-hmm. like 7 or mm-hmm.
0: something, or 6.45, mm-hmm. or, you know? You might... Be a little flexible with each one of their bedtimes. You will probably get your, like your almost three-year-old can probably stay up a little bit later. I would get her involved in the putting to bed, especially if you have a similar bedtime. Get her involved. Let her put him to bed. We want her to see that you are putting him second. So you have alone time. So that's what I would focus on. That was a mistake no one told me this. So I'm going to tell you this is the more often that we can bolster our first because having a sibling can be really hard on them. Um, I'm like, man, having a sibling, and so close, like you're so lucky. And she's like, My resources are cut in half, and I'm jealous, and I'm <laughs> I'm too, you know, like uh, she doesn't give a shit. She's just like, put it away, love me. So every time you have the opportunity to show her, hey, I'm gonna put the baby bed and we're gonna do this together. I think you should take. If we and can't. It doesn't do have that, to
1: be the baby's real bedtime either. You could just yes. totally pretend like she's putting the baby to bed.
0: Yes, yeah. and I would also I would also include if it has to be that like get everyone to sit around and read a book sometimes on those days, um, or it, it, is your partner around
2: at, at bedtime? I was I was gonna say that like um, most times he is around, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. he often has to go and like record gigs and stuff. Right. So when he is gone, he's gone for kind of long periods of time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. into the, into the evening for bedtime stuff, that lovely four I to know. eight o'clock. Imagine day.
0: <laughs> just being able to like skip out on that time. Seven.
2: Yeah,
0: fast forward. Um, I, I have these like little solo trips I take by myself to recharge sometimes. And sometimes I'm just like, look at me. It's like five o'clock do whatever I want yes. right now. <laughs> like, something Not about even this getting time.
1: anyone any snacks. <laughs> yeah, there's no snacks. I'm Am eating so dinner? peacefully. <laughs> <No>.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So then th- there I would just sort of like, you do what you can. You can kind of fake it. If the baby's bedtime is later, then we bring the baby into the routine. She can help you put the baby to bed. You can grab the baby after. Um, I would just incorporate it as often as you can, that they're doing it together. It it sounds tricky now, but the more you do it, it'll just be easier. Like my kids have been going to bed at the same time for years, like once they could. And remember, this is a season. So this problem is going to last approximately like two to three more months max. And then you're probably
1: going to have a similar bedtime for them for a long time. Right. My three-year-old and my 12-year-old have almost the same bedtime. (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. Well, because, you know, she has a long, whatever. Anyway, the point is that it it just works for our family, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what Mm -hmm. time it works for her to go to bed around eight Mm -hmm. o'clock and the boys Mm -hmm. go into their rooms and they can do whatever they want. Of course, they're not going to Mm -hmm. bed at the same time, but that's our agreement is, is, um, uh, and, and it works and she sleeps, you know, long hours. She's a great sleeper. So she gets oh, she that long stretch. In.
0: I mm-hmm. also cannot believe you have a 12 year old. I'm not over that. yet. Freya, we are yeah. heading into the, of this podcast. Are there any questions or things that we didn't cover about to the transition?
2: Well, I think I feel like we've kind of, we've done a good job at covering all the bases. And I think that it just sounds like you just got to just get by. (laughs) Literally. I know.
0: I mean, the other thing too, and this is like, I hate when people say this, but if you can get help and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be paid help, it can be, like uh, a friend who comes over for an hour while you shower. If it's your mother-in-law to bring over her favorite meal, like any help that you can accept, I would. And I do think that this is something that first time moms don't do enough and second time moms know, but the more that you can do it, you should. Um, I like, you know, I was alone a lot and there was intention, but like we, we got paid help in the second half of my mat leave with, um, my second and it, it just freed up space in my brain and it was nice and I could go out and I could like shop for groceries on my own and, um, any moment that you can find to feel a little bit more, connected back to yourself is a gift for yourself and for your kids. And, uh, while you're going through this tough time, because it is jarring, it is tough. Um, I know that your older child will have big, 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 big feelings during this. So like lots of temper tantrums, lots of, I mean, if you didn't have a sibling, it'd be there, but now you have a baby and all of these developmental milestones. So you need to find ways to give yourself grace,
1: yeah. And schedules are so hard in this part of your um, mothering career, right? And yeah. so, yeah. Um, just know that as soon as you figure out a schedule, it will change. <laughs> so don't <laughs> enjoy it. You yeah. nailed it. But oh, at the basis, yeah. You know. But at the basis of it is is a child that has a predictable sleep routine is always mm-hmm. an easy child to to. Mm. Um, travel with and and totally. have have more of a routine with that's more predictable. Yeah.
0: Amen. <laughs> Well, everybody on that note, we will say goodbye. We thank you. Thank you Freya for this wonderful question. Many moms are, are saying thank you. Many parents are out there saying thank you. Um, dads too, non-binary parents, non-identifying parents. They're all saying thank you for asking this question. Um, you can find out more at Baby's best sleep on Instagram, on the blog, babies slash blog. Um and I think that's it. Am I forgetting anything else? And as always, people always tell me I should have an episode about something. And then I'm like, oh, I can tell that you don't listen to the podcast because we have five <laughs> episodes on that. No. And it's fine. You don't have to know what I've done. But what you can do is Apple especially has a search function where you can write slumber party and Amanda manda and your topic. So naps, early mornings, daycare transitions, Uh, you can write your question. You'll probably find one to two episodes on it. Uh, so go ahead. If you have, if if this didn't solve your sleep problem today, there is probably an episode now we've been doing it three years. I feel like there's got to be an episode on it. So thanks again, everyone. Have a wonderful day or night. Bye.